What up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Marie Shadows of the Square Circle Podcast, and you are listening to a brand new episode of a Chit Chat series. For this episode, my guest is Ray Jazz. Ray Jazz is one half of the FBI. Not that FBI, but the full-blooded Italians. His tag team partner is Nunzio. They have taken the world by storm as a tag team. However, in this interview, we do talk a lot about his singles career in professional wrestling, his amateur wrestling background, and what he does outside of wrestling, which is coaching, motivating, and working for nonprofits and building a new generation of wrestlers to come. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. As always, make sure to tell a friend, share it, comment it, like. Let me know what you think about it and who do you think should be the next guest on a Chit Chat series. What's up, everyone? I just got back from, uh, I took uh, a bunch of kids from New York City. I, uh, I help out with a company called Beat the Streets New York. It's a, it's a nonprofit in New York City. Uh, and we, I took them up to Binghamton for New York Freestyle States and Greco States. So, couple of uh, couple of state champs and uh, and all placers. So it was a good good weekend. Long trip. It was we we brought uh, two vans up with with thirteen kids each. So we had about like twenty five kids. So it's pretty good. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, I was seeing like the pictures and like the little stuff you were posting and, you know, I like a good road trip. Yeah. Um, do you have like any fun stories while you guys were on that long <laughs> road trip? All my fun road trip stories involve, involve the pro wrestling. And uh, that one was more like, you know, making sure these kids are having a good time and getting them up there safely. Um, but it was, it was a fun time, you know, to get these kids out of the city um, you know, a lot of them don't leave the city a lot. So it was, it was cool to go up to a place called Binghamton. Um, not much to do in Binghamton besides wrestle, but you know, <laughs> that's how. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, like I, I barely get out of the city most of the time. And, um, if I do, it's either my friend is having a wedding. So it's like, Hey, let's go out of the city. Let's go upstate or whatever. Or if I'm like going to New Jersey for like any of the shows that like I'm on and stuff, but that's the only time I get to leave like New York City. But I'm glad that all the kids had uh, like super fun with, with that. Um, you touched a little bit about like um, the, the nonprofit organizations. Like mm -hmm. what other organizations are you part of? Uh, so, you know, Beat the Streets. I, I was working with them when I was in college. So this was the first time I worked with them in a while. Um, so it was good. It was good to be back. Um, I, I, work, I work for this company. Called, it's called Wrestling Mindset. So I help. I help. I have about 13 wrestlers and I help them with their mindset. Uh, and they're all, those, those guys are all over the country. I have you know, a lot from Jersey, PA. I had a California kid, Wisconsin. So I do that. And then I'm a pro wrestler, you know, and I'm a wrestling <laughs> coach too. But, you know. Yeah. Um, so when you say that the kids are from like all over, are you guys doing zooms or are you guys actually meeting up? Oh, no. You said when the kids are phone, from Cali. It's, it's, it's a phone call. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But if there's like a bigger tournament, like a like a national tournament, I'll see them in person. But yeah, it's a phone call away. Um, and even that's the best, especially with the pro wrestling, because I drive so many hours to get to different places. Like it's easy. I just talk to them when I when I'm driving, you know, on the blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? um, so it's good, and it's very rewarding because a lot of these guys they need it, right? 
wrestlers could have all the tools in the world, but if their mind's right, they, they could lose. And, you know, and I've, I've had a lot of luck and a lot of, a lot of state champs and a lot of great kids that I was able to turn the corner, you know, with the mindset program. Yeah. So speaking about mindsets, what are your top three, I guess, advice or like lessons that you help, you know, talk these kids through when it comes yeah. to mindset and wrestling? The biggest thing, and I started off with every call I do, the first call, and I make it very clear throughout the whole time, uh, is your achievements in wrestling don't define who you are as a person, right? Who you are as a person defines who you are as a person, right? <laughs> your character, yeah. what you do. And there's so many lessons in wrestling that you should carry over in life. And that's the true beauty of wrestling. That's what you should get out of it. Um, and unfortunately, there's so many times where kids just chase their goal and they don't get it. Or even if they do get it, they forget why they do it in the first place, right? And I've seen so many state champs in high school, especially when I was there, they win it. But then when they get to college, they have nothing else to prove and they lose that chip on their shoulder and they don't, mm. you know, they don't progress as much as they want. And I've seen a lot of kids in high school not achieve their goal of being a state champ and they do amazing things after. Um, yeah. One of my great friends, he never achieved, he got hurt at the national tournament and I was, it was me and him. We were at the national tournament and um, I all American that year. And that was, it was like my best friend and he tore his ACL going into he was winning that he was winning 10 nothing towards ACL and then mm -hmm. had a default out of the tournament. And I remember he was so heartbroken and I had to have a talk with him. And then now he went to, you know, graduate school at NYU Stern. And, um, you know, now he's working on Wall Street, you know, doing what he loves. And that's what it's about. It's about taking the lessons and taking that work ethic and and putting it into what you do in life. And that's what I do with my pro wrestling. You know, that same effort that I put. In college, right, I put it in what I do now, right, pro wrestling, mindset training, you know, coaching, um, and that's that's what it's all about. You know, I took yeah. seventh in the country. I wanted to be a national champ, but unfortunately, that didn't work. So lesson number two that you could take uh -huh. from mindset is, um, you know, if as long as you leave no stone unturned and you did everything that you possibly could do to achieve your goal – then you already achieved it, right? Sometimes the outcomes don't work out in your favor. But if you could honestly tell yourself, I did everything that I possibly could do to prepare for whatever you're doing or a tournament that you're going to, then you already won it. You know, you should be proud of your effort. So that's the mindset number two. And then last mindset thing is, not the last, there's so many lessons, but the third important thing is enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy what you're doing and be grateful for the opportunity. Right. And that could be wrestling. That could be pro wrestling, the opportunity to perform. And that's very important. There's so many people that can't perform anymore. There's so many people that can't do what someone else is doing. So be grateful for, for what you're doing and, and, and how you're doing it. Right. So that's kind of like the third thing. And that that all those three things carry over in life for sure. It does. And I freaking love it because I, I, I relate to it uh, so much because even if like, you know, I started watching wrestling when I was young because of my dad and like we we talked about this I think very slightly the last time when we were when I was at MOW and I mm -hmm. chatted with you but uh yeah like you know just 
being in wrestling, being around it for so long, and then like accomplishing the one dream that I had, and I got that, and then still doing the stuff on the outside, like the indies and helping wrestlers. Yeah, I could definitely like relate to like all that shit. Like I was even here smiling about like you know you gotta you gotta love what you do. You gotta go and go get it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that those are three like really great lessons that like everyone should definitely learn. Um, yeah. <laughs> now. Taking taking all of that, I know that community is like very very important uh, for you, um, and that ties into community. Um, can you speak a little bit about community? Because I think sometimes wrestlers and like fans get caught up in the fact of like it has to be an I I I thing rather than like a we thing. Right. You know? Yeah, and you're a product of people you surround yourself with, and you should be that person that people want to you know, be attached to, right? They want to do the things that you do. You know, you want to be a template and 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 kind of like a role model for, for what people should do. And community is important. Like um, I'm from a small town in Jersey called South Plainfield, and we were all about community. It was a blue-collar town, and everyone supported the wrestling. And uh, <laughs> I moved to um, a town, a couple towns over to Bridgewater, and that's the same thing I do. Everything I do – you know, it takes an army to achieve what you want to do. So I call it journey through destiny. And, you know, my sister, her name was Destiny. She passed away when I was a junior in college. And I make it important to everyone that life is a journey and you need people along this journey. So you have to have that positive people in the positive surroundings to make stuff happen, right? Because it's more enjoyable mm-hmm. and, you know, you want success not only for yourself, but for people around you. And a, a, a good... um just a good example of that is like a lot of my guys, it's the off season for a lot of the guys that I coach at at high school. So what I do, they, I see them in the gym, they do my workouts, you know, they see what I'm doing and they do the same thing. And I, I take pride in that. It's like, it's leading by example, you know? Um, And that's super important because especially now there's so much negative out there. There's so many bad habits that people post on Instagram or whatever. And there's not enough positivity. There's not a lot, not not a lot of like real good examples of stuff that guys should do. You know, there's no shortcuts in life, and that's what I tell people. Um, and the best way to stay positive is is you know surrounding yourself with with the people you want to be, right? People that want to achieve great things. You have to surround yourself with it. And whether they have different goals, right? It's about the hunger for success that they want. You know, and and that's what it's about. That's what community is about is helping each other out, achieving everyone's goal. You know what I mean? Um, and that's why community is important. You know, you can't get yourself better. And it's funny. Um, I tell people this all the time when they say, oh, wrestling's an individual sport. Yeah, it is. But try mm-hmm. to. how do you get better by yourself? You can't wrestle yourself in the mirror. You need a good practice, <laughs> right? <laughs> You can't. <laughs> you really can't. Um, yeah. Unless, like, you know, you go over to a DDT and uh, wrestle um, the freaking doll that they have. Then that's the only way that you can do that. <laughs> that's yeah, the only way. If you find a way that works, but you know, that's what it's about. It takes people to get you better, right? Because there's experts yeah. in everything, right? If you try to do stuff yourself, you're gonna fail, right? But if you connect yourself with someone that already did it and already failed, mm-hmm. then you can take their lessons. So you don't do that, you know, <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Yeah, you're going to fail and learn from it, but why not like try to get a head start on someone by asking people questions and they're more than likely going to give you the right response, you know? Yeah, it's all about uh, picking uh, people's brains and that's what I, 
you know, love to do sometimes when I'm like, hey, I need a little advice on this or like, you know, how can we improve this? How can we improve that? You know, I'm a big believer in like community too. And I've broken out of my shell like for over the past couple of years to be like, you know, let me support my friends, even if they're not supporting me back like 110%, mm-hmm. but I'll still support them because I enjoy their work ethic. Yeah. Like there, there's a certain criteria that I have where it's like, all right, if you have this ambition, you uh, have this perseverance and like, you know, you're going to go do what you got to go do. I'm like, yeah, I'll be your cheerleader. You know, I'll be that for you. Um, But let's switch gears a little bit with like the whole wrestling aspect. I know you started as a amateur wrestler. You still do amateur. I mean, I in, coach in your, amateur wrestling now. I don't. You yeah. Okay, you coach now. Okay, because I I was gonna say that I I watched like um like two of your matches uh before this and I was like man it's it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> it I really watched is. Watched the pro the pro wrestling. The pro wrestling, but like you oh. had amateur style in it. So like you were facing Gabriel uh, Gabriel Sky, one of one of my buddies. Okay, great. Um, yeah, that was at the wrestling open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so basically my mind was like, well, you know, you started out there and like you have it in your wrestling. So that's why my mind was like still doing it, but either way. Um, and that's, so what, I guess not to cut you off, but yeah, yeah. Wrestling open, I've been doing that oh, almost two years now or a year, year and a half. Um, and that's a great company beyond and beyond wrestling mm-hmm. started wrestling open. And it's given a lot of guys that need chances. Right. And on the indie yeah. scene, help really perfect their craft right we're it's we call it every thursday forever wrestling open yep and it helps guys you know perfect their craft right you have to hit you know you you have to have you have to perform every thursday you have to be able to speak on the mic you have to learn how to work the camera and that's what the best thing is for everyone you know and it is wrestling wrestling open is for everyone um you know you sign you literally it's you sign up and they put mm-hmm. matches together and boom, the magic happens. And that's the best way. And, and talk about surrounding yourself with great people. Everyone in that locker room wants to get better, right? They want to advance their career. And that's that's what it's all about. You know, speaking about community, it is a community. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, I throw my amateur wrestling in there. Um, but, you know, wrestling open, it's about, you know, um, honing your craft. And for me, it was building my character, building my brand up in New England. And I'm the Jersey legend, the sure thing. Uh, so it's a lot more talking than uh, amateur wrestling now and there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to mention that, like, even watching the match, I was like, it's very beautiful how you incorporate the amateur style into, like, wrestling. Like, that's my thing. Like, I like wrestlers who have a technical style mixed in with, like, maybe some, like, high-flying and stuff. But, like, my thing is, like, technical style all the way. Uh, so well, I, I guess um, I'm flying. I just save it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I mean, like it ha- to me, it has to make sense. It can't just. Why is someone calling us? <sighs> Whatever. I'm not answering it. Um, but uh, yeah. So I guess um, the other question, since we're talking about wrestling open, is that um, you know, when you were in the ring uh, before you faced Gabriel Sky, you have this thing which I love. It's called uh, Ray Jazz's uh, Tip of the Day. Jazz, I, I love that. What, yeah, yes, yes. I actually have to make one today. I make one every single day. Every single yeah, day. I, I, I've watched. I watched all of them. Like I, I really do enjoy that little thing. But the crowd at Wrestling Open was, um, you know, booing you. Oh, they always uh, boo me. How did you? Appreciate the Jazz Tip of the Day. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> like how did you not like lose focus to be like 
shut up fans or like whatever like how'd you not lose focus you just get your point across and that's it you get your point across and then you let your action speak for itself and that's 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 it. a very that's a very good tip anyway for wrestlers because sometimes they don't like know how to do that with the crowd they gotta like focus <laughs> well that's what it's all about it's about the crowd right they're they're paying money yeah. to see you perform to see you do your thing and and that's what it's all about it went from when I was in college, I didn't like to post anything because I didn't want my opponents to see how I was training and what my technique was. Oh. Uh, now I post every day because I want people to see what I'm doing. And so they show up at, at these events and they watch me perform because that's what that's what it's all about, right? And letting them see a show, letting them see an event, watch, showing off my skills and, you know, uh, influence people or – have people boo me, but that's what it's about. If they're out there having a good time, then I'm doing my job. Pretty much. That's like 100% like true. Uh, so then do you like being, I mean, do you like being the heel or the face? I like being myself. That's what it's about. <laughs> so New yeah. England, people, Jersey gets a bad rap and New England don't like Jersey people say, so, hey, you know, <laughs> that's what it's about. I mean, I'm from, I'm, I'm from New York, so it's the same way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know, you've wrestled in wrestling open, MOW, um, and other places around the United States. Uh, do you have a favorite promotion? I love wrestling open just because it's it's given me so much and it's given other wrestlers so much, and it's every Thursday. It's really mm -hmm. giving guys opportunities. So that's why I love it so much. Um, so that's my home base, basically. Um but I, I love MLW. I love the locker room. I love what they're doing for me and in my career. And I love working with Nunzio. He's he's like my my pro wrestling father. <laughs> um, yeah. And we work so well. We've known each other for a long time. My best friend is actually related to him, so it's 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 easy. I used to go to my best friend's house, and he was there. Or, you know, his his sister was there, so I've known him for a while, and that's why we mesh so well. We have similar mindsets and similar stories, and. He's from uh, Rockland County, New York, and I'm yeah. <laughs> Middlesex County, New Jersey. So um, both like blue collar towns. So that's why we mesh so well. And uh, being able to grow and learn with him, you know, at MLW is great. It's fantastic. And mm -hmm. we're pretty entertaining together because <laughs> that's how we are. We joke <laughs> around, we have fun, and, and, and we wrestle. You know, we love wrestling. So, yeah. Yeah, which, uh, by the way, for everyone that is going to be watching this later, if you have not went out of your way to get, like, an MOW ticket, uh, there are some events coming up soon. Yes. Like, you want to see Ray Jazz and Nunzio in action. You the FBI, full-blooded Italians, throw them up. <laughs> July 8th, 2300 Arena. Uh, MLW yeah. has a big pay-per-view event, um, and we're all super excited about it. Um, everyone in the locker room and me and Nunzio are super excited um, because we love it. You know, we love love tagging together and um we love the crowd and we love what we're doing and representing our our, our culture right <laughs> the Italian, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah um so you know what was the first initial talks with nunzio to be like hey we should be a tag team how did that go down <laughs> actually it came out of like, not to say it came out of nowhere but um the, he wanted to bring back the fbi and mm what better person to bring back to it than me. And um, it's great. He's letting me really add a new modern spin to what it's been. And that's, that's what he loves about it. He loves that, you know, you know, he still has the old school style and I'm bringing the more modern, not only not to say modern wrestling, but just the modern branding 
of the FBI, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, we like to show more than just being Italian. It's more of like Rockland County, New York and the New York City, like culture of Italians and how Jersey is an Italian. So we like to, we like to mesh it up. You know what I mean? Just our attitude, yeah. the way we just joke around with each other. It's like, if you put a camera on us, you, you're going to be watching, you know, it's very entertaining. <laughs> I mean, that that might be like your next set of content other than, you know, your tip of the day thing, which getting back to that, um, how did you how did you uh, come up with the idea for that? Oh, so I think it's been like three years. I've been doing it every single day. Um, That started during COVID and during COVID, you know, there wasn't shows going on and people were down. So I figured, what can Mm -hmm. I do? What can I do to build my brand and help me talk all the time? And I did the jazz tip of the day. And I used to have a podcast. It was called the Breakfast Buffet Podcast. And um, I would interview people with different careers. Because when I was graduating college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, uh. And I didn't know how, how, did, how does someone become a lawyer? How does someone become a real estate agent? How does someone become a fireman? And I had all those people on my podcast and talk about their path <laughs> and their journey there. And to help other people out that were in my situation. you know. And pro wrestling was, was there for me. I wasn't done being an athlete, um, they took my weight class away from the Olympics back in 2018. And that's oh. when I did a clinic in Brooklyn, in, in Midwood, Midwood High School in, in Brooklyn. I, I don't know if you know where that is. Um, but the coach there, he's, you know, an older guy. Um, mm-hmm. he was, he's good friends with Bob Backlund. And Bob Backlund saw oh. how good I was, obviously, with wrestling, but with the kids. He goes, why don't you get into pro wrestling? I was like, you know what? I never thought about it. I was a big fan when I was a kid. And he got me in contact with Damian Adams and boom, five years into it and never looked back, you know, and it's, and en- I enjoy it. Um, and it lets me do everything that I want to do, um, yeah. marketing media and even helping out kids on, on my way there and just inspiring people because that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's pretty cool that, you know, you started the your own podcast just to interview people in like specific fields to be like, hey, how did you get there? Yeah. Um, you know, most of the time I'm interested in like, how did you become a wrestler and all that? Which, yeah. by the way, you mentioned that uh, Damien Adams, uh, I believe he was your trainer. Yes. Right. Yes. Damien Adams is my guy. It's the only person that trained me. Uh, and he was trained by Rip Rogers. So it's the same train learning tree from Rip Rogers who Rip trained the best, right? He trained Batista, he trained John Cena, he trained Randy mm-hmm. Orton, all the Brock Lesnar, he trained all those OVW guys. So, you know, he he knows what he's doing and Rip Rip fully supports him and even I have Rip's number, he calls me all the time too. But Damien Damien has been very good to me and I learned so much from him. And I wouldn't be the wrestler I am today or even person who I am today without him. He's part of the journey. Yeah. And there goes your origin story, which I didn't have to be like the most boring question that everyone asks. <laughs> no, so another, how did you get started? <laughs> another good one too was um, yeah. when, I was in, when I was in middle school, uh, my, uh-huh. my strength and conditioning coach, one of my mentors, Zach Evanesh, he was good friends with the ultimate warrior. So warrior would come Whoa. in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> warrior would come in, picture a bunch of middle school wrestlers. just Wow. He would come in and just give these talks to us and he would fire us up. And I really wish he was still alive for me yeah. to, to pick his brain. Um, and I'm sure he would, he would love to see, see that I'm doing this. Um, but he passed away, I think when I was in high school, but so many lessons that I wish I could tell him. And just looking back at some of the videos that Zach had of him and the stuff that he says really mm-hmm. resonates um, with me today. And, and he was big on believing in himself and believing in his brand and, being original with his content and 
you know, never second guessing yourself. And I know he gets a lot of heat from a lot of like wrestlers and stuff like that, but he, he had one thing and it was passion. And sometimes when you're Mm -hmm. passionate about something, you have tunnel vision on what you believe in and what, what you want to do, you know, with yourself. And that's what he was big on. He goes, it's, it's the passion that drives you. It's the passion that drives anything in life. And that's what I kind of remember from those talks that he gave when we were middle school kids. He goes, what are you going to do with your free time? Right. If you're passionate about something, there is no free time. You're always working on it. And that's what I do. You know, I'm passionate about pro wrestling. I'm passionate about being the best wrestler I could be. Right. Um, and that's what it's about. Everything that I do helps me in my career, you know, helping kids. That helps me build a brand, you know, talking to kids. That helps me, my speaking ability. Um, yeah. Performing in the ring obviously helps. Um, going on interviews like this, it, it helps. Builds the brand. Yeah. And helps give back, right? So everything that I do is with passion. And that's that's the big takeaway from, from the warrior um, that I remember from middle school, he goes, you know, if you have free time, you're not just, you're not passionate about, and sometimes it's good to free, get free time. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Passionate about something. You're going to, you're going to have less free time. And, um, even if I do have free time, I'm shooting a jazz tip or I'm talking to my friends or helping someone out. And that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, man. Uh, totally agree with that. 100%. That's, Exactly the same way how I work to make sure that everything goes smoothly and I get the opportunities and I, you know, interview you and whoever else just to give you guys a spotlight, you know, because sometimes people miss certain things in like wrestling and life and stuff. So, you know, yeah. spotlights. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, other other than that, um, do you find, um, okay, so which one would you like more, the professional wrestling side or the amateur wrestling side? Oh, I love like, Which one's your favorite? I love professional wrestling. And okay. if you talk to anyone that I went to college with, or even my coaches at NYU or even South Plainfield, I was so, like, just focused, right? I, um, mm-hmm. Just wrestling. It was work. Boom, boom, boom. Get this done. Get that done. And I took stuff very, very seriously, you know? Um and it wasn't until my senior year where I started enjoying wrestling and enjoying everything around me, you know, really enjoying it, the people around me. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, it wasn't until my sister passed away where I started enjoying stuff around me, taking a look around, you know, yeah. seeing how much you really grew and learned. And the best that what I love about pro wrestling is I get to enjoy it and I get to share it and I get to expose it. Right. And and build not only like not even not only just grow my brand and, and pro wrestling, but also grow amateur wrestling on my way. You know, as my band, mm-hmm. as my brand builds, oh, what did he do? He was an amateur wrestler. So all these kids that are in middle school that are fans of pro wrestling, guess what? They're going to try amateur wrestling, you know, because mm-hmm. that's a that's a way to get to pro wrestling. So that's another goal that I kind of have within my career is, you know, grow the sport of amateur wrestling as well as my brand. And I have my personal career goals with pro wrestling and, you know, hopefully that journey inspires someone else along the way. Um, and that's, like I said, that's what it's all about. There's always a higher purpose than just your goal, right? A yeah. goal without a purpose is really nothing, right? There should be a purpose behind something that you do. And that's that's what fires me up all the time. That's what keeps me going. Speaking of that, how do you map out your goals? Because like, you know, there's that end goal, but like, you know, does something in the middle of that journey, like come in and there's an obstacle. So how do you face that obstacle? And like, how do you map out your goals? You keep on pushing through. Like, it's funny. I, there's a lesson that I, 
that I do with all my mindset clients and or mindset wrestlers is um, you have the long-term goal and then you have mm-hmm. short-term goals, right? And you have your long-term goal, right? But what are your short-term goals to get you one step closer to that, right? And every decision you make, is that a step closer to your goal or a step back, right? So you have to have little tiny goals that you not only do daily, daily, weekly, monthly. Um, like for me, right, my goal was to help these kids win at Freestyle States, right? Um, yeah. My goal by midsummer is to get 10,000 followers on Instagram, like little goals like that to make sure you're getting in the right direction. Like it's good. Yeah. My goal is to be world future world champion and, you know, an X amount of figures uh, in my (laughs) bank account. Right. That's what it's about to making money in the business. But what can I do to get me there? What are other goals? Right. And it's those small goals like that, you know, sign a major contract, sign this, you know, help, help these kids out. Um, build my brand, make Ray Jazz a household name, hopefully, you know, eventually. Um, <laughs> but you have to have little things in between so you don't get crazy, right? Sometimes when you have a long-term goal, you can't vision yourself getting there, right? But if you have these short-term goals, you know you're making that step in the right direction. And um, yeah. that's what keeps me motivated, you know. 10K by by July or August, right? I have about 8,700. So it's doable. Right. Um, so help me out, guys. Follow me back. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, uh, go follow him on IG. I'll make sure to link, uh, you know, all of his socials um, everywhere when this goes up, like after the fact, after the VOD. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it is a journey. It's a journey about like, you know, just making sure you hit your goals and stuff. Um, was there ever a time where like something didn't re- like really work out and you were like bummed about it? Yeah, I won't get into it. Um, okay. But um, back in 2020, I was supposed to have an opportunity that would have helped my career and changed my life. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, the rug was pulled underneath my my feet, which was very unfortunate. And I had to make a decision, right? Um, but never gave up. And that's why wrestling open is important to me, because every Thursday I was able to really hone my craft and really show off my ability. Um, so you know, sometimes goals don't happen. Sometimes you'll get something and you'll get the rug pulled off your feet. But once you get discouraged, it's all right to get discouraged, but what are you going to do to bounce back? Right. Um, how are you going to learn from it? How are you going to get 10 times better? So, uh, you know, in 2020, I was good enough, but now I think I'm, I'm great. And that's, that's a, that's a quote I live by, right? Good enough is the death of greatness. That's a quote that I have up everywhere, you know, on my social media, you know, on my wall in my room, Good enough is the death of greatness because when you just strive for good enough, you know, that's just average, right? You want to be great. What can I do to make something great, right? What's that extra effort I could do to make it great? You know, good enough is just just good enough, right? Do you want to be good enough or do you want to be great at something? And that's a quote that just kind of fires me up every every day. Yeah, I can see that. I got to think about that a little bit more, but that's very, like, it's still powerful to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, switch gears to uh, the wrestlers that you faced in uh, your career. Uh, do you have a favorite wrestler that you have uh, faced that you want to face again down the line? <laughs> favorite wrestler? Um, I mean, I don't want to spoil, well, not spoil anything, but I wrestled someone at AEW. Um, what was his name? Uh, Infinito. And if you look up who Infinito is, I'm not going to say who it is, but he was okay. He was world champion one time, um, actually multiple times. I would love to wrestle him again, um, but it's always good to wrestle, you know, um, just 
I say my biggest opponent is the next one I face, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, you have dream opponents, right? You know, I would love to get in the ring with Riddle. I would love to get in the ring with MJF. I'd love to get in the ring with, you know, all these world champs because you want to be the best, right? You know, Alex, mm-hmm. I think I would love to wrestle all these guys. So I say, you know, the, the best opponent is the one you're wrestling next. Um, but I, I've, I've had, I love wrestling um, Rhett Titus. He was a ring of honor guy. That was one of my favorite matches. Fred Rosser, right? No, yeah, no, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, he helped me I out. Love Fred. He helped me out so much in my career, and he has the connection with Bob Backlund. So we wrestled once back when I kind of just started. I think it was 2018, 2019, and it was a great match. Now it's like, mm-hmm. I wonder what we would do now, you know? And we always text each other, like, that match was good, but if we wrestle again, I think it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. So, um, man, I need that. I need that back, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of uh Fred, do you have uh do you well can you share any good memories uh with him while like you know you hung out with him? Well Fred Fred is just he has the same mindset with pro wrestling with me and it's it's always about never giving up and always giving back. Um and Fred Fred taught me so much. Um just different little tricks in, in, in wrestling to do and not getting discouraged and always, you know, the the answer to every question you don't ask is always a no. So it's like yeah. reaching out to certain people. And if they say no, okay, great. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, but yeah, so many memories with Fred, just like in the ring and just outside of the ring. Like he's a great, he's a great person, great influence and a great role model for not only myself, but a lot of people out there. Um, and I wish I got to see him all the time, but he's in California. But every time we see each other, it's like, we like, like we, we picked off where we left off. So, um, but even Robbie, Robbie Strauss, Robbie Stone in WWE, he's a manager now. But when I first started, he took me under his wing. I would travel on the road and he would show me different road, road trip tricks, you know, like at rest stops and like, you know, stopping at hotels for bathrooms because they're cleaner, like stuff like that. <laughs> but even just phone oh. memories, like he would run, like I would travel with him and he would do seminars at places. And like, he would, he would do certain things to mess with me. Like I would just have to re- chain wrestle, <laughs> amateur wrestler with all, all the people in the seminar, like stuff like that. Um, but yeah, me and Robbie Stone, we have a great relationship too. It's the Jersey, the Jersey connection. Um, yeah, yeah. we have so many memories too. A lot of road trips <laughs> that we can't talk about, but <laughs> he's another, we could guy. always do it offline. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can definitely say that you taught me something new. I didn't know that, like, you know, you guys can stop at like a hotel and be like, "Hey, I gotta use the bathroom." Like, I didn't. Just I didn't in. know that was the thing. Like, just think, like, if you're in a hotel lobby, no one really uses it, right? They're in their room, so yeah. Uh, travel <laughs> people. Yeah. Nice, nice little travel tip. Um, do you have a favorite a favorite gimmick match? Gimmick match, huh? I did a no ropes uh, amateur style match in California with the uh, championship wrestling in Hollywood. And I love working for them too with, with David Marquez. He runs mm-hmm. that. I love going over there because I love California and I love their promotion. And Dave runs a tight ship, you know, the way it should be, you know, he runs everything very professional and that's what he is. He's a professional and he does everything great. You know, talking about good enough. He does everything great. And, um, yeah, it was, he had, it was me and Invictus Cash. It's another guy I love wrestling is Invictus. And we had a no ropes amateur style match. It was great. And I wish we could do it again, but that was my favorite one. I put on my old NYU singlet and, uh, you know, we got after it. It was a pretty fun match. If I think it's on YouTube, if anyone wants to look it up. Um, and that led into other things down the road, but that was a, that was a fun gimmick match, you know? (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you definitely want to do another one, you know, any like sometime soon. Um, MLW just did the, I think, uh, sort of like a no ropes match yeah, too. Yeah, Alex uh, and in in uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I watched it. That was that was fun to watch. Um, and I wanted yeah. to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet after hearing that, you know, the, the first one that you did was your favorite, you know, in my head, I was like, man, he should have did a run-in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> should did a run-in. <laughs> um, I want to touch a little bit about uh, you going to NYU. Uh, mm -hmm. What did you study in college other than doing uh, the amateur wrestling that I did not know NYU had? I did uh, sports marketing and media, um, and I had a con concentration in media. So it was mm -hmm. it was a great experience. A lot of my professors were in in the sports industry. Uh, one of them was the head arbitrator of the Olympics. One was uh, uh, Charlie Grantham, who was uh, Michael Jordan's lawyer when getting those deals, you know, passed in the NBA where you could wear shoe deals and stuff. Um, wow. Another one was uh, a marketer for Timberland, like boots. Um, so we had a lot of cool professors like that. Um, and just picking their brain was great. Uh, and I graduated at NYU with a 3.8, so that was pretty cool, too. <laughs> um, that really is, because everyone over here in New York struggles to get into NYU. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And the rest of there was great. I met so many great people. And um, living in the city was was something else. You know, it's it, they really – you surround yourself with everyone, right? It's not just college kids. It's professionals. It's – tourists it's business people it's even celebrities you see and it's no big deal i remember walking down fifth ave to get the class and alec baldwin would just be walking his dog minding his own business um and you'd see certain people on the subway and it was that's that's the way it was and yeah you, you don't know who you're around and that was pretty cool and i that's what i kind of miss about it um so yeah so wait you miss wait you miss like coming to new york yeah just right? being in new york and living there and okay. the whole atmosphere of it you know i i was there on uh, i was there yesterday you know dropped the dropped the boys off and um it was cool to just walk around you know walking to certain places mm -hmm. the train station not worrying about where your car is <laughs> um, <laughs> right yeah yeah and just the vibe of it new york out of all the places i've been every city you know you travel to and stuff there's nothing like new york city um it's something of its own um, and that's why I think it is the greatest city in the world because it has so many different things for people. You know, it's huge too, right? All five boroughs are different of itself, you know, and even in Manhattan, every different area of Manhattan is completely different, right? It's like Soho is a lot different than Midtown. Midtown's different yeah. than, you know, Upper East Side, you know, Hell's Kitchen is completely different than Fidon. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Um, I, I'm a born and raised New Yorker, so like you know, I so I know, know <laughs> I know how it is. I'm I'm tired of New York, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, if I had to like, if you're tired of something, you just have to take a subway somewhere, and you're <laughs> something completely different. If you miss the woods, you could go right to right to Central Park. You know, um, if you yeah, want. I know, but <laughs> but I mean, dude, like I I've been like it. living no, here, I've seen it why. all. That's why, like, me being away, living there, you know, yeah, all these other things. But then when you get back, you're like, wow, I kind of kind of do miss it. So it's like when you yeah. get away, you'll realize a lot of the great stuff that New York had to offer, right? So Yeah. 
I, I was going to add on to that, like, you know, if I were to look at it objectively, um, it is like a really nice city to to be a part of. Uh, it's a crazy city, oh, uh, but it's, really a, it's wrong. it is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's freaking it's freaking crazy over here. Um, but yeah, um, let's see. We talked about, uh, you know, your wrestling, humble beginnings, uh, your origin story. Um, everything, uh, and I really do enjoy watching uh, your matches. I really do. Um, it's like really nice and crisp, and like I said, beautiful. Uh, so I guess um, to wrap this whole thing up, I always ask uh, everyone that I interview this one specific question. In no particular order, uh, from one through five, what are your favorite championship title belts? Championship title belts? Um, yes. The next one I'm going to go for and win. <laughs> uh, so you gotta put that in all five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all about you know being the top, right? Being the best at something mm -hmm. you do. Um, so a world title, any world title in any major company is very prestigious. So you put that in the top five. Um, but like I said, it's all about you can have long term goals, but it's all about the short term goals. So whatever one I'm gonna go for next, that's the most important one. So put that put that in all five. <laughs> Put that in all five. Is I I'll probably make like a little like graphic, all five. Like all the five, next one yeah. he's gonna face. <laughs> it's gonna be like M O W the next one. Yeah. You know A W the next one. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't you don't have like a favorite championship title that you're like oh that championship title is beautiful. Well oh oh like 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 uh, what's it called like um designer, like you know the big. Right? My, like favorite, what? my favorite belt growing up, I guess, was the WWE Championship. You know, it's always the one that you first saw, right? And I think that was the one Stone Cold had. You know, the the old school one with the with the wing. What do they call it? The Winged Eagle. That that one was. Oh, that one. Yeah, it's always out. Sometimes it's not about the looks. It's about you know the nostalgia behind it, right? Um, and I would say that one's probably like number one, like you know, looks wise. Um, just because it's like the meaning of it. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. You saw it the first time, you know, um, but there's so many different belts and, you know, um, it's, it's hard to look at it like designer wise. I'm not a designer. Trust me. <laughs> That's why it, takes me so, it takes me so long to get ready for a certain event, especially because I'm in, mostly in sweats all the time. So it's like, oh, does this look good? <laughs> oh, okay. 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 <laughs> all right. So I, I get it. I get it. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I like certain championship belts, and I like certain things. So I'm like, what's okay, your top you know, what's your favorite? Does anyone ask you? Uh, no, you are the first person to do that. Oh, <laughs> All right, so now I have to think about this, like, on the fly. But uh, the number one would always be the Ric Flair belt, the big gold belt. That one is very beautiful. Number two, we're going to go with the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title, version four. Not this one, because this one I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. Um, uh, I guess number three, this is going to be very controversial. Uh, the one that Triple H just uh, debuted on yeah. Raw, because that one, like the Gold Belt 2.0, I'm going to call it that. Yeah. That's for three. Um, the, uh, the fourth one would be the Intercontinental Championship title, but with the white strap. Oh, the that one looked very beautiful. Right? The hmm? have that one, or was that blue? Um, I... Wait, Mach repeat that one more time. The Randy Savage won that one, right? The white. I think he. I think he wore. I think he won that one. Um, they brought it back. I think like Randy also had it too, but like the one with the oh, white stripe. Dolph had it, right? Dolph Ziggler. 
Yeah, I believe he had it like at one point. Yeah. Um, and then the fifth one, man, I really gotta like think about the the fifth one. Um, let's see who, what other companies? I watch like so much wrestling that I should know. Uh, hmm. I guess the fifth one because nothing's coming to mind. That's gonna be open for like just one of those things that just if I if I if I'm in the mood, it'll go in there. Okay. Um. I know there has to be like another like Japanese thing because I I I love Japanese wrestling, so there has to be like another thing. But uh, yeah, I have to put the freaking New Japan belt up there. But yeah, th- that'll be my five. Awesome. We'll leave number five vacant. Because <laughs> you, you never know what's gonna happen, right? You don't know what's gonna yeah you see that's gonna catch your eye, right? Yeah, I sometimes uh, depending on what it is, I like to go by feeling and like in the moment mm-hmm. versus like the the concrete. Like these are like my top four at least, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're the first person to like ever ask me, <laughs> ever ask me that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I like having uh, interviews where it's a conversation back and forth. So like even yeah. if like I ask you stuff, like I don't mind if other people do. But yeah, I I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, um, I'm gonna give the floor to you. Um, you know, uh, you know, I'll let you plug in your stuff, and then like I'll I'll say some other things. But I'll let you plug in your stuff. Go ahead. Oh, plugging myself. All right. Um, but thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, and this is who I am. I'm Ray Jazz. I'm I'm for everyone. Right. Um, I'll leave everyone with this. Right. Good enough is the death of greatness, right? You're 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 capable of more than you think, um, and just never give up. Keep keep giving that extra effort uh, in everything you do, because you don't know what's going to come your way, and you don't know who you're influencing along the way. So you know, just be supportive of everyone, be positive, and uh, help me get to 10k Instagram followers. Ray double underscore jazz, <laughs> and that was verified before everyone everyone's allowed to be verified now. Just just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's awesome. Um, as you guys know, I'm Marie Shadows. Uh, thanks for uh, watching this along with me and uh, listening to this wonderful conversation. Like, you know, Ray, I like, you know, give you all the good vibes. Um, wish that you accomplish everything. Um, and you definitely do have one hell of a good career and like just matches and stuff like that. Like, fucking love it. Um, and I really did enjoy the, the talk. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, you know, Marie Shadows. You can find me on socials. Um, I'll tell you guys everything after the fact. But the most important thing is that you guys are here with us listening to this. And uh, from me and Ray, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I have to do this, too. I'm happy to tell you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and listening to my interview with Ray Jazz. If you are a Spotify listener, make sure to hit that follow button on your Spotify app or desktop app. Hitting that follow button means that you become friends with me and I'm looking to grow more friends in the wrestling space on Spotify. So if you do that, that'd be great. I will love you forever and I will definitely acknowledge you. And also make sure to tell a friend, share it with a friend, And of course, make sure to answer the new tools that Spotify is giving every podcaster, which is Q&A and polls. I'm definitely going to have some Q&A and polls going forward for future episodes. And as well, please make sure to let me know somewhere 
somehow on the internet spear so if you're not following me on twitter at marie underscore shadows if you're not following my newsletter marie shadows it is an extension of the wrestling content that i do if you're not following me on kick.com forward slash marie shadows you should do that follow me on twitch.tv forward slash marie underscore shadows as well you never know where i might show up i have a discord as well and all other links will definitely be down in the description below including ray jazz's links because he's trying to get to 10,000 friends over at instagram so make sure that happens do him the favor as always ladies and gentlemen i really appreciate you guys listening to all of my wrestling content and interacting with me you guys are the best without you there won't be no me and there'll be definitely more interviews in the future and i would gladly love to see you guys in the next one